Hello and welcome to Wrestle Opinionated. This is our show all about the shows of AEW and this is our full gear 2021 special. We are your hosts, I am Morg and this is... Four Pillows, Matt Strange. Four? Four pillows! Four whole pillows, mate! Are they all <laughs> stuffed with feathers? Uh, no, I don't think I own any feather stuffed pillows. Uh, I think I only have whatever the cheap ones from, like, Wilco's are. I do like a feather pillow. I do like a feather pillow. I do. dated these days. Cold, cold pillow. Yeah, we had to go and buy them specially. Welcome to our podcast <laughs> all about pillows. JR said four pillows during this podcast, uh, pay-per-view, so I'm getting it in. <laughs> he called them the four pillows. I have four pillows. Destiny. Wrestling. Wrestling. <laughs> right. So, uh, this is our review of Full Gear 2021. Nothing much big happened. Um, before we start the review, uh, you would need to know, in case this is the first time you've listened to our podcast, that we have a tier system, uh, which Hooray! is how we give our reviews for the individual matches and we will give our overall score for um, Full Gear itself. Mr. Strange, are you ready to explain the tier system? I am always ready to explain the tier system. You all know a good tier list. It comes off the internet. It comes from Japanese computer games. And now it's fucking everywhere. Our lowest rank we tend to give is a D. A D is a shitty rank, a shitty match, a shitty segment. Something which hasn't got the people over or the match is clumsy. I don't think we'll need that today. But I haven't checked over my notes. From there we rock up to a C. C is good entertainment. It's what you want from a promo section or from a match. You've got storytelling, the match is clean enough, there might be a couple of slips, but you're not bothered. You watch it happily. Next one up is B, match plus one. The wrestling's crisper and tighter, the story's better, the characters are more over. You've watched it with that, that proper love of a wrestling fan. Sure, it's not perfect, but it's very good. A, awesome fucking mind-blowing pieces of great wrestling and or storytelling combined. The characters are over. They do stuff you didn't expect. Maybe there's a bit of a paradigm shift in the story. Who knows? But an A is amazing. An S. Normally reserved for over-the-top cinematic matches or story uh, matches with things like ninjas and luchadors in it. Often just a really fucking good match. Maybe the crescendo to a story or the beginning of a new story. And everything in the match is clean, special and wonderful. And you watch it and send gifts to your non-wrestling mates. So D, shit, C, good, B, very good, A, awesome, S, superior and special. Awesome. Boom. <laughs> right, shall we kick off with the uh, full gear? Let's do it, I'm fucking did, ready. Did you watch the pre-show? I did not. Neither did I. <laughs> right, skipping that then. Yeah, um... <laughs> <laughs> on to the main show. So, JR Shivani and Excalibur on commentary, and we open with Darby Allen versus MJF. MJF wins by hitting Derby with the diamond ring. What did you think of the match and what score did you give it? One of the predictions I got wrong. And I'm not mad about it. Uh, I like Derby's Guinness advert. He looked good coming in with his new coat and his They Live makeup. Thought that was pretty cool. And the match starts. We get a nice technical wrestling start, which we were promised. Building up to a bunch of fancier sequences with the cartwheel and springboard, respectively, for each wrestler showing themselves off a bit more. Some really cool sequences and escapes, and they made each other look great, both of them. Good pace too, it was slick, but not overwhelming. I wasn't like, ah, at any point. 
A coffin drop onto the apron though, Darby, mate. Darby, I knew you listen now, apparently. Stop that, it's a big oof. The, the two of them had chemistry, but it wasn't choreographed chemistry. It didn't feel like a selection of spots that were overly planned. There was a pop-up powerbomb knee bomb thing, backbreaker combo that MJF did on Darby. And you heard somebody in the crowd or possibly the set of the cameraman go, oh shit. And I said it too at the same time. That was fucking brutal. Same with MJF's big over the back slam things. It was just a very inventive match overall. Uh, MJF rolled off a figure four, rolled over a figure four, which is what I'm always shouting when I see them. I roll it over, Ric Flair. You know how to beat it. And we got the, the roll around pin exchange going into a bit more of an extreme roll. Some people didn't like that. I did. Uh, and it went into a code red that was good and a super close pin. Two flaws in this match, I'd say. MJF had to basically roll in to catch Darby on the coffin, drop to the outside. May maybe don't do that spot to the floor. I uh, don't think it needed the sting spot. But otherwise, it was, the wrestling was good, inventive, felt like a fight. The skateboard distract for him to get the ring finish, I actually enjoyed and thought was good. And MJF still going through dirty, even though I thought Derby would win. It was all good storytelling. I gave it an A. Really great opener. What do you think? So, uh, it's a D for one reason and one reason only. Tony. What's that? We know you listen. There are certain baby faces who should not fucking lose to MJF. You've angered the inner goth. That I am very annoyed about MJF winning this. Um, I gave the match an A. <laughs> God, weren't they good really together? Fucking good. Um, yeah, as I say, my only, my little, my minor rant out of the way um, that I wasn't happy. This was also the match of the night for most of the internet that I've looked at. Uh, I think it was probably my match of the night for match. It's probably the best way to, for actual wrestling. Um, it was just wonderful, wonderful, and the heelishness came across different to how it normally does. He's he's keeping it inventive, which is good. He's learning Eddie lessons. Yeah, which this a pay per view yeah, I mean, this, was about. This so. was a really good match, and what an opener! I'm just, I'm not annoyed that we got a prediction wrong. I, I'm just annoyed because this was the the one thing of my fantasy booking, and I appreciate, you know, armchair booking's a thing, and when <laughs> Darby comes back and wins the diamond ring off him, because MJF's got to defend that soon, it'll all oh, yeah, be forgiven. Not... That's the Raptors prediction, not mine. I can't uh, take credit for that, but yes. That's her prediction. He's got to defend that ring soon. So, not a yeah. bad one. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good call. Right, moving on. FTR with Tully versus the Lucha Brothers with Alex Abrahantes. Tag Team Championship. Lucha Bros win. Uh, thoughts and scores? I've written down what is this intro. Oh, that's right. They had the soldiers being bombed, didn't they? The Lucha Brothers as they came in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, really weird intro. I didn't get it, boys, I'm afraid. Uh, solid clusterfuck start. It's what we expect. There was a brief moment where Phoenix teleported into the shot. They were on the right-hand side of the ring, and he came down at, like, a 70-degree angle from, like, the top of the camera. So he's got teleporting in there now. Solid enough match. 
good, in fact. Very fast, we got a fucking dickload of Phoenix things. I can't compliment every individual time Phoenix bounces off one rope, flips to another, rolls on the floor, leaps up, runs a rope, and hits a cutter or something. So lots of Phoenix things. He's very good. He's probably the best lucha wrestler there is, if not the best luchador, uh, best wrestler overall. Uh, there were some brutal spots. Hair FTR kicking the uh, drop, kicking the top rope. Brutal. Uh, and it was picking up in coolness once they got going after being a bit of a cluster start. Uh, Penta got buckle punches in Unados Tres, which brought me a bit of joy. Uh, and then we had a ridiculous elevated rope guillotine from FTR. I'm just spouting random things that happened. Uh, I like the bit where Rick Knox assumed that Phoenix didn't tag, because I think that's actually quite fair, seeing as the Lucha Brothers just ignore wrestling rules overall. Get a great belt hit out of nowhere. And uh, bald FDR, how dare he do the Eddie thing? How dare he? And he got his uh, heel for, the, uh, for it. And, you know, the crowd was in it. And then Penta returns it all. And we get the beautiful frog, frog splash from Phoenix. Obviously, as I said, it's the um, Eddie Memorial Show, basically. it's not. It wasn't officially, but there was a lot of Eddie Guerrero references in this. Uh, Hair FDR flipped Phoenix like he was a beer coaster at one point and caught it, uh, just caught him in it. And the bounce off board into the pile driver to crossbar was just fucking great. Not sure the weird masks thing at the end added something other than the fact they can go, ah, you pinned the right, last, wrong one and now you we have to have a rematch. I thought that the mask swap was a, a bit unnecessary a bit cody maybe overall very good the story was good i didn't see much that really blew my mind like to an amazing level but it was really solid i gave it a b just masks story yeah. um, it got a high b from me um I really enjoyed this. And again, this is another throwback to that. I never used to like tag team wrestling. And all of a sudden, I'm back into tag team wrestling. Um, I mean, they do have the best tag they team. Don't, uh... Do you know what? As, as much as we complain, or more to the point, you complain about no. nobody ever tagging in properly. That's one of the <laughs> things I enjoy more because I hate the formula of a tag team match. And they don't feel as formulaic when but I watch. I'd be all right if they could pick one. I don't yeah. mind Lucha rules. One person in, one person out. That's fine. That's cool for me. I I get bothered by like a minute in the ring together without the ref going, yo, 10 seconds. Fuck off. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I let it slide. Um, I'll put my rage aside today. <laughs> right. Following on from that, um, we had a match I had quite high hopes for. Miro versus Brian. I'm afraid I failed to do my uh, checkup as to whether Brian had ever beaten Miro or faced him in Dubsy. Oh, you've um, let me down. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I had to uh. work and upload a, a podcast. Uh, Miro versus Brian. Uh, this is an eliminator tournament final. Brian wins by submission. Thoughts and scores on the match? I've actually got very few notes on this one. I, I sat and watched it. We get a good struggling brutality start. We had really good pace and fight energy, which I expect from both of them. Still a bit of a calm down match after the last one. That's not to say it wasn't good in pace, but it, it was a much more of a, an American-style match over, ah, that just happened. Hero gets his fucking 
ridiculous power move show, which is really nice. And the crowd was conflicted. Like, were half cheering and half booing both of them, which is good, I suppose, in a way, if you're not locked in the you-have-to-have-heels-and-faces-so-solid opinion. Hero called for God's power, and that brought me joy, and we got a lot of submissions. Uh, Miro's the face gouge was a great submission escape, which I thought of, and Miro just going into beast mode and eating strikes and kicks was good. And then the uh, knockouts lost from a slightly clumsy top rope DDT, shall we say. Camera didn't help either. I gave it a B again. It was solid. It was good. I like both of them. We had a bit of story. It didn't inspire me too much. I was just like, yeah, this is a this is a very good match. It's what we should expect at least bees from every pay-per-view match, basically. And I th I felt like I had received that. What do you think? Yeah, it was a B from me. Uh, I think this was the other one we got wrong. It was. Too wrong. Yeah. I still think uh, Danielson could have taken his loss there and it would have yeah. been fine. Well. Stand by my story choice. Yes, I, I, I agree. But I also think this is a little bit of subverting expectation. Yeah, fair. They, they do this, get some points on that. This was, this was playing kind of clever with everyone because there was a lot of the... Um, I watched a couple of the YouTube predictions, guys, and a lot of them were like, mm, you think if Miro's winning, he's the face, which means that Kenny's winning, you know, sorry, Miro's the heel and what have you. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I gave it a B. It was another great match. Moving on from there. Oh, no. On to Adam Cole and the Young Bucks with Brandon and Nakazawa versus Christian Cage, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus in a tag team Falls Count Anywhere match. Jungle Boy gets the pin after hitting a concerto. Uh, thoughts and scores on the match? Okay, this one might be where we get more of a divide. I don't know. Yeah, a solid clusterfuck start, which is what we expect, going straight into the rotating spot fest that we're used to from this sort of match. Jungle Boy with his beard and his actual big fight energy he's getting is slowly becoming a jungle man. And I like his sit-down spot on the chair um, as much as I am going to be critical of certain things in it. I hate, with a passion, double suplexes. When saw Luchasaurus grabbed Matt, who grabbed Nick, and, and then he took them both over. I hate that. I hate it so much, and I've got to get it out now. I appreciate he's a very strong man. Why would I hold on to another man going all the way over if I'm being suplexed? I imagine watching this match is what having ADHD feels like on a daily basis. It just went on and on and on. Uh, Jungle Boy did do the best Rana on Cole through the table with like with like sniper positions. There's bonus points for that. Uh, Cage and Nick had to have a fight to a place with big jumps. That took a while, and there was a big wobbly dance for that big jump. Uh, Cole's Kazadora suplex onto Jungle Boy in the on the apron shaped made me shake fuck, and the mouth uh, the thumbtacks in the mouth spot was a big oof as well. Oh, well. The match's pace got better as they got tired. And I'm sure a lot of people would disagree with me on how matches should be paced. But when they were getting tired and spending a bit more time through stuff, I felt less exhausted by what I was watching. A tornado suicide DDT onto a ladder fucking went a bit wrong. 
And in honesty, I'm going to bring up now my man of the match of the night, which was that bin. That bin hit everyone, absorbed every hit, and then near the end, they slammed it end on first into Luchasaurus's uh, face. And I was like, holy fucking shit. Then Luchasaurus got a good beast mode uh, moment, making up for his, terror his double suplex. Uh, <laughs> there was a bit where I was like, where's Jungle Boy gone? Because they were all fighting on the ramp and things were going on. And then he ran out the side and I was like, oh, Jungle Boy's coming back from the loo. And he swept out Matt on the stage, on the ramp, back to a massive clusterfuck there. Somehow... Adam Cole's Panama Sunrise looked worse from scaffolding than it does from the corner, and we know we hate them. But there was, towards the end, especially a lot of surprisingly brutal moments. The pin knee taxing was very young bucks. Then Christian. Christian passed on the concerto to Jungle Boy. Now you are a jungle man, my son. I was torn between a C and a B. Like, I was entertained, but it was everywhere. MVP was the trash can. It, it was a little much for me. I'm willing to be converted by you, Oliver of Flippy People. So, um, firstly, there's something I want to get out of the way here. Yep. Uh, this is a discussion that happened during it. I really like the fact that JR always refers to him as Jungle Boy Jack Perry. And I deep down feel this is because JR realises that Jungle Boy is limited. Whereas yeah, completely. Jack Perry or Jack Jungle Boy Perry, where it becomes a middle a nickname. Macho Man Randy Savage. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, it take you can go other places with it. It's a yeah. moniker, not a theme. Yeah, yeah exactly. And and uh, so apparently there's one of our friends. Who really dislikes it? I found this out because the raptor told me. Um, well, their opinion's wrong. Fuck them. <laughs> they don't just keep like listening. It, but um, so I just, I just, I thought that was just worth a, a mention. That's something I particularly like. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this match. Um, to be honest, so far that everything has just been absolutely great for me, and it's another B for me. I thought this was fantastic. Just. You know I like a good clusterfuck, and this was like a fun, over-the-top clusterfuck. And it was a clusterfuck with, funnily enough, the Young Bucks in. And I always like a clusterfuck Hooray! with the Young Bucks in. So yeah, it gets my classic. It was a Young Bucks clusterfuck. Uh, it gets a B. I'll, I'm happy to give it the B. It's more your uh, ring of the circus than mine, so... I'm in. Okay. Oh, no. Are you ready? Oh, no. Andrade and Malachi Black versus um, Cody and Pac. Uh, Cody and Pac with Arn, Andrade and Malachi with Jose. Um, that's all there is to this. Pac wins with the Black Arrow. Thoughts Once again, scores? before this... Before this match, we took our normal Codyverse votes on how many extra people would be involved in the match. Ape, uh, my best friend, pr uh, predicted two people. I went for there would be eight additional people in the match, making it 12. And Ruth said four, giving Jay a surprising win with only his two non-wrestlers in the match doing wrestling things. Uh, wasn't it awkward with them booing Cody tagging in and cheering uh, Pac? 
has to lean into it. He has to. I wonder. You know, he keeps coming out in the Homelander jacket now. Yeah, but do you he, think? He... Do you think actually this? Because we know they're good at long-term storytelling. Overall, AEW, we know. Um, I agree that, with you. That will come. Do you, is is there a and he does like comics. I'd agree with you, but I've watched Road to the Top, his TV show, oh, which is meant to be him, shoot, and he is legit like, he's talking Brandy into being in a face when she's like, I have big heel energy. And he's like, no, we should be faces, we do the charity, etc. Cody, hello, I know you listen. I, how I, much of that is him shooting? Uh, if he's done an entire TV, uh, live story TV show of what the real world is like as a wrestler with a bunch of other people out of character in it and he's maintaining kayfabe, that makes him a prick. Just throwing that out there. I don't know. I just... Because nobody else is in kayfabe for it. But I don't know. The I, think, I, I just think he's very good at playing. I mean... He's been the master of this. It's only recently we've started to get a bit tired of him. And the fact I think and he's bought into his own hype. He wants to uh, be Dusty Rhodes, who never turned heel. He wants to be his dad, but the problem is it's not the 70s anymore. People know wrestling isn't real. Also, he likes DC heroes who are all like normally morally good and don't have bad guy runs because that's bad taste, I assume. If you prefer DC to Marvel... You've got bad taste. <laughs> and if you prefer both could, those to 2000 AD, you're I could, wrong. I could I could give you a list. Oh, well, yeah, yeah you're right with 2000 AD, but, you know. I'm not, I'm not a mainstream dude anyway. Anyway, this Cody first match. Sorry, <laughs> Cody. Get your wife be a heel. All right, the Cody verse. God wasn't Pac great in this match. Like, I'm, I'm going to cop that. The wrestling in this match is good. Uh, Pac is so good, and he's great with Andrade. He was great against Malachi. Andrade slightly fucked up his copy, the rollout to the ring jump, which I quite like, but they stalled it out. Like, did the little measure. I was close with his things, and him and Cody nodded to each other. I thought that, as much as that could have been a botch, they sold it. I do feel bad when Cody doesn't get cheered for his genuinely good ring work. And I know I've just bitched about him for five minutes, but he's good in the ring. Um, Andrade and Malachi sort of fell out with each other a bit. I'm not sure why. I mean, I've still not even learned why they're friends, let alone why they can't coexist. But there we are. Either way, the best... Pairing in this was Andrade versus Pac. Those two are fucking great together. I love Andrade's dropping, bouncing, moonsault leg thing from the turnbuckle. It's cool as fuck. And virtual this was tight and brutal. Pac ate a lot of shit so that Cody could come back for the big hot tag. The crowd still hated him. Uh, to mixed with the actual fight. Oh no, Pac hit Cody. Andrade looked good throughout. Uh, uh, it's a B. The wrestling was really tight and there was story there. If I take how much I think Cody needs to make a life decision out and ignore the crowd's reaction, which is a huge influence, it's a B. The wrestling was really good. Arguably, nobody looked better than Pac, who came, went in and came out looking like a god, but... I don't care about that. Cat Pack's one of my favourite wrestlers. 
Uh, Andrade and Malachi looked solid. Looked good. Everybody was good. Pack was amazing. It had story in. It had story out. Proud and personal feelings about Cody aside, it's a B. Interesting. I gave it a C. Oh shit! But we may have we one more? coming up where we where we have to do a split the difference again the other way. So we may have to come back to this and make a decision there. Right, okay. I oh, I've, I've got a match that I'm unsure between what score it gets. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed it, but it didn't. I think I might have been a bit burned out with how much I'd enjoyed all the matches previous to this. This is a long pay per view. Everything. Mate. Yeah, this was also a bit of a Dub Z long pay per view. But yeah, so everything leading up to this, I've got an A, a high B, a B, and a B. And I just, I think maybe I might have judged this a little too harshly just due to the fact that I was on a bit of burnout of good I matches. think that's that's reasonable. So yeah, it probably was a B. I think I was just on burnout. I'll give it a B. Yeah. So yeah we'll see if it balances out in another way. And it does mean that Cody is back to being our B player. Our B ring True. general. Sorry, our B ring general. So for those of you that have only started listening recently, Cody always used to be the guy that we would guarantee. We used to write the Bs down before his match. He had a little bit of story in, a little bit of story out. Very good in the ring. Yeah. B. It was always a B. Right, moving on. Oh, no. Yeah. Ty Conti versus Britt Baker with Rebel and Jamie Hayter for the Women's Championship. Uh, what did you think of the match and what score did you give it? He came dressed out as a different human, but at least the old dude's uh, live guitar for Britt was solid for once. Normally when they have the live people, except for the choir with Jericho, it's been pretty bad. Actually, a good wrestling start with some uh, good wrestling. Nice and even. The crowd must have been tiring or they just didn't give a shit. Um, but this match was a solid breather, shall we say. Brett mostly in control for a while. Take on a solid strikes. That one air raid crash on the apron looked like a fucking execution, if you ask me. I was like, is she dead? Uh, minus one rank for Tay pulling off the Tay KO, which is one of the worst looking moves in wrestling history. Then Britt pulls it back. We get a bunch of fucking multi-stomps, which looked cool. And I was like, oh, she's won with brutality. But no, it had, it had to go on for a little bit longer afterwards, didn't it? That's, that's pretty much all I've got to say, Morg. It, it was okay. See? Yeah. All right. I really like Ty. Really like Ty. I like. Really like Brit. It was a C, unfortunately. But that's Didn't... not. That's not bad. We're making this sound like it's, giving it. A C, C is a good match. We yeah. had enough story. Both wrestlers got over to their degree. Unfortunately, they got over to the degree that I expect an average match on Dynamite to be. Yeah. Not how I expect an average match to be on a pay per view. Yeah, they just didn't... Why didn't she win? She face-stomped her into the steps. She face-stomped her, like, twice in the rings. And then she kicks out. I'm like, nah, that's dead. Minus 10 hit points. <laughs> move her character sheet. I, I, I thought it should have been over after the air raid crash. Right, should we move on? I think the life was nearly over after the air raid crash. <laughs> but yes, let's carry on. Right, so this is the match where we're at loggerheads. Oh. Only due to the fact that it's, like, two of our favourite wrestlers for... Yeah, know. yeah. Eddie Kingston versus CM Punk. Punk wins with the GTS. Go for it. This was the shortest match, and it was 11 minutes, wasn't it? If I recall. Yes. Which way am I going, Morg? What's my energy? 
A big Eddie sad energy on the way in, and then he'd pull off that Oricon and the Eddie smile for a great start. And I don't normally like the Oricon, but that probably just all came out of nowhere. And the crowd was fucking hot for this. Good fast fighting. Eddie has got the absolute best eye pokes in the business. I know MJF does them a lot, but Eddie's with his little cheeky smile, and they come out of nowhere. Wonderful. Punk picked up a bit of colour, and it was still going, and it was still going good. Punk pulls off the five moves of Doom, if I recall. No, no, not quite. But he very Four out of five of them. He set up for he did the setup to do the five knuckle shuffle and did the hand in the air. Wonderful. Anyway, Punk uh, took the Healy control spot in the match as well, giving him a big mean energy. There was a wonderful punch slap off, but the thing I got was I was watching this, and I turned around to uh, the missus, and I was like, they seem like they're having fun in the ring. And I know it still felt like a fight, and one of them's bleeding, they're hitting each other. But the chemistry was there, it seemed. I, I reckon they were having a good time with this match. The finish seemed underwhelming to me. But the match was actually quite good, and I gave it a B again. Right, I will give a it a B. A story then. out as well, <laughs> and a story in. I will give oh, it a B only then. a B. What did you say? What uh, was your uh, anything to, to add? It, it was a C to B one. It was one of those C oh, to Bs I wasn't sure. Not you wonder if it was the plus one fill bonus you'd yes. given like I did for best friends. <laughs> no, mate. For a short match, it was tight, fast, and good. Um, and yeah. uh, This was a tweener versus tweener match. Irrelevant terrible. of whether it was a tweener versus tweener match. That was the physical match we got. Um, yeah, no, completely. Punk got booed and cheered. Eddie got cheered and booed. Um, yeah, um, it was really, really good fun. And I, I really enjoyed the match and I just enjoyed it. And yes, now you've said it, I think they did both look like they were having fun. And props because Punk don't bleed for many people. I'd so for, not, all of his, for all of the pre-story of I've got no respect for Eddie... Do you and know him what I going mean? for the handshake afterwards yeah. the story. Uh, I think that the was the story, him. but I think the, the, the secret out of bit is the Punk... I, I, I can't you. think... Yeah, I can't think of times that I've seen Punk Blade in recent years, though, of course, Dub Z are very anti-it. In recent years? He's not been about for seven, yeah, you know what I, You know what <laughs> I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. But that was also during the um, PG era, so you weren't allowed to. But, yeah, so I haven't seen Punk bleed for anyone um, fair, fair play. So, that, that I can remember. I'm sure somebody would be able to. If you can think of a time that Punk has bled in his recent match history that is not in the UFC. We count um, as it. Oh, shit. You, <laughs> you beat me. Yeah. You beat me before I got to mock him. Yeah. Um, hey, he went and had a go. <laughs> he wanted to do it and he went and had a go. Yeah, fair call. It, you know, I'll, I'll stand by him for that. He... I, I, yes, as a fan, but he wanted to do it. He had to go. It didn't work out. And now there's every, every heel in the world has got ammo for him. <laughs> all he did was create the chance for all the heels in the world to have ammo against him from now on. Hey, I, I could take a loss in MMA and still have a better record than CM Punk. But no, you'd have the same record. Oh, no, yeah, that's right. His one loss got a one, one of the, the losses was... got overturned due to the other guy failing a drugs test. What drug was it? I don't know. It was probably something stupid. Marijuana. Yeah. He lost a fight to a high man. 
Sorry. This is, this this is a wrestling. There's some kind of irony there somewhere. Right, moving on. Right, this is another match where I'm not sure of my score. <sighs> yeah. Um... Oh, are you not sure of your score? Oh, this is going to be interesting. Right, Inner Circle versus America's Top Team um, and Men of the Year uh, in a street fight. Jericho pins Lambert with a frog splash. What did you think of the match and what score did you give it? Obviously, this isn't my perfect match. I prefer my uh, hardcore violence a little bit tighter. I'm not the biggest spot fest person. And I don't care about MMA people. I'm going to compliment Dan Lambert's tracksuit. It was fucking beautiful. And then the match starts. Scorpio versus Sammy's great. They've obviously been training and do a lot. I always complimenting uh, Scorpio in the ring. But that's where I noticed my, my first big issue with this match. Oh, what kind of match was this, Morg? Can you just remind me? Uh, a Minnesota street fight. Okay, and what are the terms of that? Uh, it's just a hardcore match. It's a no-DQ match, isn't it? Yeah. Why were they waiting to be tagged? <laughs> Why? They sat there and took it in turns. I'm like, there's no DQs. Get one of those fucking hockey sticks. Wail in. So that, that bugged me. That's a base at the start you get to see a lovely bit of uh, Proud and the Powerful who I love and we got the Ortiz head pin spot thing I love that little goblin and he's only getting better MMA dudes did okay Junior Del Santos obviously fucking loved it I said this yesterday commenting about him on the regular show that man is going to be a wrestler and he looks like one he's surprisingly massive Inner Casey Jones, like the hockey sticks. Um, I actually have a, a list of intra inventive weapons. We had the toaster, that was good. A water ski and a cake pan. Not so sure on why there was a print sign, but that got used as well. So it was a Minnesota street fight, so it was all things from Minnesota, or that were invented in Minnesota. At least somebody just went, oh, we'll make a print And that's sign. where print, yeah, but that's, that, so that's what that was. Um, all right. The other okay. thing that the Raptor then pointed out was apparently chairs, tables and ladders are all invented in Minnesota. I mean, why not? I mean, that, that actually, I'll get to the, uh, something else in a minute. Anyway, we get the big we weapon breakdown, which was solid and a lot of clusterfuck energy, mostly solid. The camera people were struggling. There were a few uh, spots missed as things went back and forth, as least they were active. And Sammy got the biggest ladder I've ever seen in wrestling games. <laughs> that ladder was massive. That no, was like no, no, that was just a standard Jeff Hardy 20-foot ladder. Oh, it's true, but I've not seen a standard Jeff Hardy 20-foot ladder since I was in high school, Mark. So. That's fair. I love the fact that we still know it is a standard Jeff Hardy 20-foot yeah. ladder. I was like, oh, shit. Then Sammy threw himself off there, and I was like, well, he's dead. Um... Nobody took an ego's edge to the floor, and I was like, that's the worst thing I could think of ever taking in wrestling. I enjoyed the Iron Claw spot for old dude, whatever his name was. Baron Von Raschke. That's the one. Junior was late on stopping Jericho do his lion salt for the alternative finish, which was a shame, but I don't feel bad at Junior. He was on his first pay-per-view, and he seems to genuinely care. It was good. Fine. Fun but dumb, a little bit clumsy, not for me. I'd give it a C. What do you reckon? 
So I was so a couple of things. So I was C to B. I couldn't and not C slash. This was C to B. I couldn't decide whether I really enjoyed this and it was good enough to be a B. It's got all the story going in, etc. You know, and it was it was a great silly street fight. It was a bit of fun. It was the comedy match, but it was a serious comedy match. If that makes sense. I'm with you. It was the very silly. Things I liked won, didn't they? Uh, Jericho <clears throat> wins. Uh, yeah, Jericho wins uh, by pinning Lambert after giving him the frog splash. That's right. Yeah. Um, so this was literally the anniversary of Eddie's death. Yeah. Um, so a couple of things are like Ortiz's hair got really confused because <laughs> Ortiz had his hair down, and I kept getting confused over which member of Proud and Powerful it was. Because normally so what is I go foot with shorter. I, yes, but normally when they're just running around the place and I'm just yeah, sort of fair. watching, I go for the ponytail or the hair down. This is not Doing saying they look similar, but when they've got the dead president's makeup on and oh, it's no, a wide angle shot, yeah, and it's a wide angled shot, etc. And all I can see is some hair and a white face, and I know it's not Sting or Darby. <laughs> So that made me laugh because I've been <laughs> they'd been uh, thinking that it was the wrong uh, one, but I really right. liked the, the the fact they made the Minnesota street fight that they put that little thing in of yes these are all things invented in Minnesota and I quite liked that because normally you have a Chicago street fight is the one that I always think of as the classic you have these such and such a street fight and it's just a street fight I quite liked the let's put a little spin on it to make it a bit more fun. And I think that's... Probably... And are we getting the Detroit Street Fight that's just a gunfight? It's are <laughs> running each over with cars. In fact, I believe that's already been done. I believe uh, Proud and Powerful... I've... I believe Proud and Powerful and Best Friends already had a street fight with lots of cars, which could be a Detroit, Detroit Street Fight. What's the best one? Sorry, I've distracted you from complimenting this match that I'm giving a C to. I think I, think I can agree with you on a C. It was, yeah, I, I wasn't sure I was going to listen to your opinion as to whether I'd over-egged it. I really couldn't decide when I was doing my scoring after the end of the match. The thing to take out of this is, um, even as somebody who doesn't give a shit about MMA, I hope Junior Del Santos becomes a wrestler. He he looked so happy through the whole thing. He had a great big grin on his face as he's getting like slammed into things and hitting people. Bring him back. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I I have a feeling he will be back. I think I have a feeling this is a setup for him, and that he's going to become AEW's Brock Lesnar. Um, and I and I mean that in inverted commas, in that he will be their big name MMA. All right, okay, thank God. I thought you meant killer. just a man who comes in for pay per views and wins a match in three minutes whilst I scream at the TV. <laughs> yeah, right. So then Tony Schiavone is standing. Um, Next to the now, this is another discussion we had because I referred to it as a Titan Tron, and then we were discussing as to whether it is just called a Titan Tron now. You know, it's, like a vacuum cleaner is just called a Hoover. That's what it is. It's it's a Titan Tron. Yeah, or that's is the that term. just the Dub Z name for it? Oh, that's what they're called. If you have them at stadiums or gigs, they're called Titan Trons as well. Ah, right, because I know it's Titan Towers for Dub Z, so I've always assumed that it was more. Of that's a Dub just Z because thing. Vince is a narcissist. Anyway, anyway, um, <laughs> moving on. That's so, my own joke. Tony Schiavone <laughs> um, then introduces AW's latest acquisition. It's not a pay per view if there isn't a new signing. Yeah. Jay Lethal. Pleasant surprise for me. 
Oh, uh, God, what what's AW think? filling up its roster with old TNA wrestlers for? Sorry. Uh, I like Jay Lethal. I believe it's more uh, of the old Ring of Honor wrestlers. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Just keep going fucking back whenever I make these jokes. Uh, I like Jay Lethal. He's a good wrestler. Solid enough intro. Didn't feel particularly grandstanding, but we've had a lot of fucking grandstanding lately. This is the man who both Macho Man and Ric Flair let dress as them and do things with, and that good. I'm not sure he does quite deserve the anger that Sammy came out at him with. He seemed very respectful to me. And then Sammy's like, yeah, fucking in your face. I was like, oh, be nice to Jay Lethal. He just wants a match. I I think Sammy was just doing the step up. And he had just had yeah. the match as well. So, you know, the adrenaline. It, it's, it's, it's he seemed step. very rude. I quite liked, not necessarily, I, I wasn't particularly bothered either way, but I quite liked Sammy coming out and accepting the match there. And yeah, there. no. I thought, that's kind of cool. And you're making that TNT belt into the workhorse belt. Like, no, as it should, which be. is it should be like the old Intercontinental belt was for Dub Z before it just became the mid card belt. The mid card belt, yeah, actually make it something. If people keep showing up to fight for it, it's got a gimmick. Yeah. Make sure your belts have gimmicks. The, the best the Dub Z US title match was was when um, John Cena was the champion and he did the open challenge, the US title open challenge every week, and it was fucking brilliant. And he would then have a great match, and they were great matches against someone from NXT or somebody random that he would never face, and he would put uh... them put and he would put them over in their losing, which is Jesus. You should, was yeah. this during his good period? This is the thing about Cena. This was yes. In the later period, he learned how to. When he became a much better wrestler, when you Stop can't wrestle went people. out the window, yeah. Um, he did. He 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 learnt the um, the art of putting people over when you win. Anyway, that's good. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, let's move on. I'm, I'm quite pleased about that. Right. So we move on to the main event. It's, it's time, isn't it? It's time. Do you know what? I'm going to meet one of the wrestlers in this <laughs> match. Are you more? Yes, you should I have am. mentioned <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday, right? Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega with Don Callis for the AEW World Championship. Hangman wins with the Buckshot Lariat. What did you think of the match and what score did you give it? You could tell this was going to be an important match because Kenny's eyebrow showed up, which is always my, my sight that it's going to be a good one. I liked Hangman's entry video. I liked the Dark Order running it at the start. I liked him walking past all of his promos on the horse. Then Kenny comes out in his fucking wonderful, wonderful ring gear looking like a hunter from The Running Man. And he had a stare at the best sign in wrestling ever. What would Kota think? Referencing Kota Ibushi, the other half of the Golden Lovers. Um, when you take your shit-talking sign in kayfabe, I, I, I'm proud of you. It's, it's the second best sign in wrestling I've ever seen. And then the match starts. Lovely rough collar and elbow start. I applaud the collar and elbow. Into Japan grade chops. These two fucking went for each other all the way through this. We had a good pace. Some light shenanigans, uh, but still wrestling at a building pace. Right, I hope at this uh, at that point, but I now know it was a building pace, so I can say it with confidence. 
Possibly a little bit slow for some other people at the start, but I'm used to NJPW matches now. They go lovely counters and fight sequences, all perfectly done. Some very well done dangerous sp uh, spots. That springboard Liger bomb was fucking close. Um, quite a few my neck moves, and as Kenny got the edge for a, for, for a little while, not too long. But Hangman's return was good. The avalanche spinning slam thing from Hangman. Well, I was like, Argh! and that went straight into a great sequences with a ref hit. And I've not seen a ref hit in a while. I didn't hate it. Nice belt spots came from the ref hit, and that was good as well. We got a slow down again because once you build that crescendo, you want to pace us. You want to bring me back down so I'm not screaming at the TV with flashing in the images. It went up, down, up. Down for some chopper strikes, proper nice ones. Some fucking brutal knees from Omega into Hangman, and a wonderful um, conflict just for the end. Great fists from Hangman into a lariat, exchanging uh, head suplex thing. Uh, the return one winged angel back at him, and then. The story evolution of the Bucks after being threatened by Hangman and getting their apology, giving him the nods before he hits the double lariats, one for each of them. The correct winner. It went. It was built like an NJPW match, but with that extra TV drama that AEW likes. Like you wouldn't have had the Bucks nodding at the at the lariats in an NJPW match, but otherwise it was built like one. A, maybe, maybe this is S-Rank from the conclusion of a story we've been watching since the very first show of AEW. We have watched the rise and fall of Hangman. The match was fucking brutal and I'm not surprised if they're not both injured. It concluded their story leads them to go somewhere else. Built like an NJPW matches, which are the best matches. It even ties into Kenny's story that uh, for the last 20 years, the people always leave him. Gave it an A or an S, depending on if we're just going on what sort of raw happened there, or if we're taking in the entire Hangman story. Right, so I gave it an A. Yep. Very specifically, did not give it an S for one reason. Go on. And one reason only. Hangman did not kick out of the one-winged angel. And I know oh, I that's been what we, the fans, have been saying. Oh, Hangman will be the one. Hangman will be the one. It needs to be Hangman. Hangman needs to be the one. He needs to kick out of the one-winged angel. He'll come, he'll face Kenny, he'll kick out the one-winged angel, and then he'll buckshot Larry at him. And if he'd kicked out of the one-winged angel and done what the fans want, and this is a weird one, because what the fans I want don't mind is that. not always right... Um, you know, what we want is not always right. Uh, this was one of those cases where I was just like, I think I would have given it an S if it had that, that one moment. Uh, you see, me, the S moment, the thing that tipped it over. And that uh, that's not to say I think this is a better wrestling match than the first match, which is arguably my match of the night. Yeah. As, I don't care about kicking out the one-winged angel because I know Ibushi's done it. What I liked at there, which rounded out for me, was Hangman throwing aside the beer that Reynolds brought him for the hug instead. Oh, that was good as well. I am now so many through good this. Bits on this. 
Dude didn't get his fist bump. He put his fist up for a fist bump when they had Hangman on his shoulders, and um, and he didn't see, and he just thought I'd have to turn it into a wave. I've watched the scene afterwards of this on BTE where he walks into the hall afterwards, you know, to thank people. And I, I am now learning Hangman's friends from how he hugs them. Stu, Stu Grayson and Pac, very high up on the Hangman huggability scale, apparently. Well, we can leave it hanging between an A and an S. I think we can agree it's at least an A in wrestling match and wrestling build and the conflict that went into it. Whether the story pushes it over into an S or not doesn't really matter because it won't affect the overall grade of this show, shall yes. we say. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, Either way, it was fucking good and a great conclusion to what we've been waiting for for three years. Yeah, uh, so... I hated him! I hated Hangman! <laughs> How happy are you that he's shit. champion? How happy are you that he's champion? No, people get mad at me because I'm critical of things and I like to shit on modern films and stuff. But if you prove me wrong, I am more than happy to admit it. And I am very happy that their proper homegrown man, who Tanahashi did a promo about saying he was a good boy and they needed to get the poison of the elite away from him, has advanced to that level and has won that story showing friendship and all those other disgusting, heartwarming things. And Tanahashi might show up to congratulate him because the forbidden door is open. I'm very happy, Morg. I'm very pleased. Um, always happy to be proven wrong. Always happy to be proven wrong. Ah, Tanahashi turning up. Yeah. That's... World's most wholesome man. Yeah, that would be interesting. I have a feeling that Tanahashi turning up might be on hold for a little while. Yeah, we'll see who's coming. Well, we've got Ishii fucking E. Ishii. Right, so... Sorry. What is Joe? Yeah, what's our overall score? I think I know what it's gonna be. Um, we've got a couple of A's, a potential A slash S, two it was alright, and a bank of B's, but for the such a strong opener and the such a strong finish, I'm gonna give it a solid high B. Although it didn't roll into being quite the crescendo of an A, an amazing show we could want, and during the middle of it I was struggling a bit with this is a bit fucking long. If they'd have tightened this up, possibly taken out a couple of the middle matches, this would have been one of the better shows from start to finish. It's beginning with the story of the two of the younger wrestlers who haven't had a proper feud, building it through, to ending with the longest lasting roller coaster relationship that turned into a feud that built new friendships. It would have been a solid A, possibly an S with some different choices. But it was a high B. A good show. Very good. Had a good time. It's what I should expect and a lightly above average pay-per-view to be. But for the stories they were telling in it, I I real I very fairly had high hopes, higher hopes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was good. I did enjoy it. Um I look forward to seeing I'm really looking forward to watching Dynamite this week. Got Ishii on it, mate. <laughs> that I'm quite looking forward to seeing that, but I'm looking forward to seeing Hangman's homecoming as the, and, uh, Hangman uh, as the champion. And, um, Hangman and Chaos are the two things I'm really watching for now. Yeah, are, are we just? Oh, is a card going to turn up? Right. Anyway, that's our show. What did you think? Let us know. WrestleOpinionated at gmail.com. WrestleOP 
on Facebook, WrestleOP1 on Twitter. I want to thank Anchor.fm for hosting our podcast. You can find us as Wrestle Opinionated on Anchor.fm, YouTube and Spotify. Over to you, Mr. Strange. Thank you for listening once again. If you were the person whose opinion differs from mine, remember you're wrong. Uh, but please do click like if you've made this far. Like and share, especially if you're a first listener. We would like to make it up to our famous 15th viewer. But yes, please like, share, subscribe, leave a comment if you can. Click the little heart thing on Spotify. Do whatever Anchor lets you do. We appreciate you listening. Back to you, Morg. So, all that's left to be said is goodbye and good night. <laughs>